Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with B2B lead gen and LinkedIn expert for accounting firms, James Donovan. As the driving force behind 9-2 Media, James specializes in streamlining B2B interactions, offering concise insights and demystifying the power of LinkedIn. Featured on top podcasts, James is a go-to authority for maximizing growth in the accounting industry. We caught up with him in Mexico to talk about his travels and his life. It's a great story. Enjoy this interview. Speaking of work, first of all, thank you for taking a minute out for the show. Um, Definitely. I, I would love to begin our conversation with surviving the last three and a half years. How did you get through the pandemic and how did it change you? Yeah, um, I started I started this company right before the pandemic, like a couple of months before, um, was biking around, pitching to local companies' Facebook ads trying to figure out how to run a business, how to properly run Facebook ads. Um, fast forward a little bit. Um, I mean, the pandemic, I guess not even fast forwarding, the pandemic itself was super challenging to get through um, being in lockdown, trying to generate income, um, started working with commercial cleaners at that time. And then once we were kind of getting out of the pandemic a little bit, started to take a shift noticing like, okay, there, that niche is a bit restricted to like a 40 mile radius, more or less for their clientele, accounting firms, they can work remote, um, like I was doing. So why not work with an audience that has a much larger pool to fish in? So as challenging as the pandemic was, I think it, it brought on and tested a different level of resilience and was able to push through that. So I think, you know, fingers crossed, if we can get through a pandemic when starting a business, there shouldn't be any other challenges that, that it can't overcome. Yeah, for sure. So let's get to the heart and soul of what you do do as an entrepreneur and and B2B and, and, and everything that you deal with with LinkedIn and all these social sites. If I put you in front of a bunch of third graders at career day and one of the kids is curious and says, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child? Yeah, I would say we help accounting firms get more clients so they can make more money. Okay. So what did you want to be when you were in the third grade? I wanted to play in the NHL. Oh, cool, man. <laughs> right on. Yeah. So did you play hockey? I did um, up until about junior hockey. And then now I play in a men's league when I am at home. But that dream of making it to the NHL was quickly shattered, probably around the age of like 12, um, when reality started to kick in. And you realize, wow, there's significantly better hockey players around me <laughs> and the rest of the world. You know, I wanted to be a baseball player, but in high school, I was 4'11 going into my junior year, and there was just no way. I mean, uh, yeah, you, you just you have to be incredibly talented at that size to be put yeah. into the game. So it's, uh, yeah, there's always the something. The 1% of the 1%. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember when I was in high school, speaking of career day, I think I was a sophomore or junior, and an ex-baseball player came in. And he walked in the room, didn't say a word, got his marker out. And on the board, he put a 0.00000131. And he turned around and he said, what does that mean to you guys? And we're all like, I, I don't know. And he's like, that's the chance that anybody in this room is going to make it into a major professional sport. <laughs> wow. And it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's wild, you know. Um, so I always think about that whenever I'm watching a game, sometimes I'll just see somebody that's not really that big of a player, like in the NBA. And I'm like, still, that is somebody that worked really incredibly hard and is lucky to be where they're at. 
hundred percent. Yeah. There's, it's, it's crazy how much criticism some, and kind of referring back to hockey, like the, the fourth liners or the bench players in the NBA or the guys in the dugout, they're not getting as much playing time, but like, they're still so much better than everyone else at that sport. Oh yeah. Which even highlights like how talented the star players are in those leagues. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. So how did you get to a point, take me back to where you were born and raised and how these seeds of getting into finance and helping people navigate these waters. How did this all kind of grow into who you are and being an entrepreneur today? Yeah. Um, well, I grew up in, in Eastern Canada, um, lived there my entire life up until about 19, traveled to Sweden to play hockey there for a year, do another year of school. Um, and traveling's always been really huge for me and I've always liked um, kind of my own independence. So I knew I always wanted to work for myself and travel. I just didn't know what that was going to look like. Um, after Sweden, came back and worked, went to business school, was working a little bit. and like, hey, this isn't for me went backpacking through Australia and Asia for a couple more years, landed in Toronto, was working in a corporate role, started to get a little bit more insight on how much money there is to make online. Um, And then as I was getting, I actually got let go from my job there and came across an ad on Facebook about starting a marketing company. I'm like, okay, well, I have some experience. I could do that. It seems easy. At least it was pitched as a very easy thing to do. Yeah. Shocker. It's not super easy when getting started. Um, But now I'm fortunate enough I'm at the point where I have a remote team working with me, um, able to travel around the world and work remote, which is, I mean, I'm, I'm just checking off like a huge goal of mine, which is awesome. As far as landing in finance, there's no real rhyme or reason how we got into the accounting space. I don't have a background in accounting. I did miserably in my accounting courses in university. I've learned a lot from the clients we're working with, but I always tell them like, hey, you guys are the experts in accounting and doing that part of the business. We're just really good at getting you connected with other businesses who need your expertise. So that's um, kind of the, the long and short answer to your question. Yeah, for sure. So in your life, who's been kind of a hero for you? That's a good question. Um, I've always looked up to my parents, um, very hardworking. Um, They've always provided me and my brother with a lot of opportunities, whether that meant them having to sacrifice some of their own opportunities. And then I've always also looked at a lot of hockey players, especially when I was younger, as motivation for how hard they work and the role models they are. And now kind of getting into this chapter of my life, some of the other mentors that I've either bought into their mentorship or their coaching programs, I look up to them as people where they're in a place where I want to get to. They've already been through a lot of the challenges I have. So I try to connect with them as much as possible. The ones that I either have a direct relationship with or just other figures online that I can look up to and try not to try to avoid ditches that may, they may have gone through already. So if you could get into a time machine and go back into the annals of the NHL and see one game, be it, or even the Olympics and be at one game, where are you going? I would go to Vancouver in 2010 when Canada beat the U S um, for the gold medal. Right on. Yeah. I, the, one of the first times I ever asked that question to somebody, somebody said I would be back in Lake Placid, 1980. And I was like, wait, go back. He was like, yeah, I was there. And I was like, wow. I mean, there, there was, there was not one human being on the planet that thought that we, that the, the, the America could beat the Russians. Not one. Yeah. 
You know, maybe the guys that were on the U.S. team, you know, but no one else thought that was possible. So uh, that would have been an unbelievable amount of energy. That would be cool. <laughs> yes. That'd be cool. Even watching the movie, um, just yeah. seeing like how they, they replayed it back. It was, you get chills watching it. It's quite cool. You know, I think about the Green Bay Packers and they were a really young team transitioning out of a major quarterback. And I heard, I think Collinsworth, who's kind of just, he's always got kind of very feral views on things, but he was like, these are all rookies. This is a college football game for these guys, you know? And I think about that with the, with the 1980 team, they were just a bunch of kids that had no idea what was going to happen. There was nothing to lose, you know, like yeah. pure abandonment. Just let's go. And you know what? Sometimes you need that kind of grit and freedom to get there. Yeah. I think sometimes when, I mean, when you're, you don't have anything to lose, like your back, maybe you could say it's against the wall. Like you have nowhere else to go. And, and sometimes people just bring out like beyond the best version of themselves and, and they can achieve great things. So that's, I mean, a real solid example of that happening with that, um, that Olympic team. Yeah, for sure. So what is your motivation every day? What gets you out of bed? What gets you to be able to travel and to be able to help your clients and to do everything that you want to do? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I was just, I mentioned this the other day to someone I was speaking to as well, and it's the background on my phone and it's a quote that says, choose your heart. And that's, that's my motivation. It's, it's hard to work for someone else. It's hard to work for yourself. It's hard to be rich. It's hard to be poor. You just have to choose your heart. So when I get up, it's, I can either do this for myself and, and build um, the lifestyle I want and help our clients, or I can go and, and do it for someone else. And I've done that in the past and I just wasn't as fulfilled. So what's been one of your best client success stories? Um, we did a lot of work with the employee retention tax credit, um, helped some clients receive some huge returns, um, like seven figure returns over the course of a year working with them. Most recently, one of our clients, we've helped them add about like 50K of monthly recurring revenue in the first four months or so of working with us. He provides fractional CFO services, so relatively high ticket. Um, he's very good at closing and we just keep teeing up really qualified appointments for him and, and he keeps knocking them down. So that's super exciting to see because, and I was just mentioning this to my team earlier that we're not just setting appointments and generating leads. We're, we're helping someone else build their business. That's able to impact his life. He can hire more people impact that family's life and impact his clients. And there's a massive ripple effect. So trying to see the greater picture versus all right, this is just a sale and now we're getting leads and appointments. It's what is happening, you know, a few, few degrees further. So you obviously get the chance to travel. You're in Mexico and you're going to go to the ocean. What's been one of the most surprisingly beautiful, beautiful or magical places that you traveled to that you just didn't expect it was going to be like that? Uh, I went to Machu Picchu last year, um, last April, I think. That was stunning. Is I'm not sure if you had the chance to be there yet or not. Not yet. Um, it's it's so remote. It was so difficult to get to as far as like a bus, the train, and then another bus or those who hike in. I took the kind of the lazy man's way in. Um, but it was just a an unbelievable view. Like it, you're way up in the mountains and you have there's so much history there. I was I was just in awe while while looking around. So that was I'd say like a standout. Um, destination i've been to i think around late march of 2020 right right as the pandemic was raging i'd cut myself with a razor and i went to the hospital up the street 
And the ER doctor was kind of this hardcore dude. And he was getting ready to go there. And he was so upset because I was like, dude, tell me what's going on with this. What's what? Give me the skinny. What's happening with this pandemic? And he basically broke down like who's the most vulnerable. But he was just all the air went out of him when he was like, I was going there. And, oh. you know, I'm sure he got back. But I, Hopefully. I, every time I hear those words, I'm like, I always think about that poor ER doc. So it's it's wild. Yeah, but, hopefully he had a chance to get back. It's yeah, it's a cool spot. I would highly recommend it uh, if you do have a chance to go. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this. If you were to have a dream tonight, you ran into the 18, 20 year old version of you and you could give that young version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained so far in life. What advice would you give that young version? That's another great question. I would, um, I would say to really, to like, to really truly believe in yourself and what you're capable of doing and not be scared to invest in yourself as well. That is something that I think, um, probably holds back a lot of people that fear of what if it doesn't work out? What if I spend the money? It doesn't work. And it's taken me a while to figure it out. And I'm still growing obviously, but the, the other side of the fence of what if it does? And now seeing that it's like, I mean, where, where the company's at now from where it started four and a half years ago, I never could have imagined. I just wanted to replace my, my corporate income. And I mean, it's definitely exceeded that now, which is really cool. And, and to have a team and to be able to work remote, it's, it's, it's yeah. Trust yourself, invest in yourself. And like, what if it does work? Not what if it doesn't? That's it. Yep. I always think about, I come from the jazz radio world. John Coltrane's favorite word was yes. That so, you know, that's it. You just got to believe. Um, yeah. And there's a level of manifest destiny too. If you do put your mind in that place where this is what you want to do, then, you know, you're in a better place than otherwise. Um, so of all of the things that you've done and seen and become and overcome, what are you the proudest of? Um, I, I would have to say this company that just like kind of mentioned it, even at the start of this, I've always wanted to work for myself and have that, that kind of financial and time freedom. And now being able to travel around, not needing to rely or like not rely, but depend on someone else or get approval for vacation. Um, being able to give that flexibility to my team members as well. Like if I wanted to pack up and go, to Argentina tomorrow. There's nothing stopping me from doing that. And as long as there's internet, we can just plug in and, and business carries on as usual. So that to me is something I'm extremely proud of and, and try to reflect on a lot, especially in the moments where the day-to-day -day stuff gets in the way and it feels like the walls are caving in. But in reality, it's like, no, this is, this is pretty cool. We've, so, we've got it sorted out. Absolutely you do. Yeah. So everyone has a perception of you family, friends, all of your, your, your team, clients, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Oh, these are hard hitting questions, Joe. Um, <laughs> this is waking you up before the surf. Yeah, it is. My perception of myself. Um, I would like to think I'm pretty easygoing, very transparent. Um, I like to give, give the information to people straight. And I also hope everyone just gives me, gives that back to me. If I'm going to give out the constructive criticism or kind of like not, well, I don't know if chirp's the right word, but like when you're in a close relationship with friends and like you're egging them on, I would like, like for that to come back as well. But mainly the, the transparency, I find that's huge between 
any relationship, that open communication. So I try to convey that to everyone I speak to. And, and I just ask and, and hope that people feel comfortable enough to give that back to me as well. So if anyone wants to reach out to you, hire you, learn more about you, what's the best way to do that? Best way would be on connecting on LinkedIn. I'm on there every day. That's where we provide all of our services for our clients, um, practically live on LinkedIn. So that would be uh, the best spot to get in touch. And I'd love to connect with whoever wants to reach out. Right on. Hey, man, this has been great. James, thank you so much for your time. Keep on digging Mexico. Send my love out there and have a great 2024, man. Awesome. Thank you so much, Joe. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.